It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Uh, hey there, everybody. We're driving home after a shocking Met victory. They did something that they re- very rarely do these days. They won a baseball game. It wasn't pretty. I was confident for 0.0001% of the time, but the New York Mets defeat the New York Yankees in 10 innings to win a game. And let's keep that in mind. The New York Mets won a baseball game. It was not pretty. It was not perfect. There were a lot of things that made you want to bang your head against the wall. There were a lot of things that made you want to jump out of your seat onto the field and cry. Uh, That emotion hit me a couple of times. But we won a game. And I said this on the air. I know I said it on the air. You win a baseball game, it's not going to fix everything. It's not going to make anybody believe, oh, we're back. Don't worry. See, it's all good. But it would be good for our baseball mental health, our sports mental health. And with an off day following this series, a chance for the Yankee fans to, you know, quiet down a little bit, maybe lick their own wounds, maybe worry about their own issues maybe complain about their own things. We all get to take a big, deep breath because the Mets won a baseball game. Now, let's get into everything. Let's start at the end. So I'm watching Brandon Nimmo drive a baseball to right field, and I could tell immediately that Jake Bowers has no beat on this baseball, that there's a really good chance it's going to go over his head. I never thought it was going to get out of the ballpark, but the way Bowers was going back on it, I felt like, holy crap, he may not catch this. And if he doesn't catch this, my assumption is, well, we win the game and we walk this crap off. So ball goes over Bauer's head. I stand up. I start cheering. And then I notice, yeah, what's up? How's it going, man? Thank you, fan. Well, listen, you guys. You're a Yankee time. fan? Joe Beningo? Yes. Hey, listen, don't yes. break my balls. I'm not breaking your balls. I'm happy my team Joe, won. That's Evan Roberts, bro. He doesn't know who I am. Oh, man. Let's go, Jets. <laughs> Let's go, Jets. Let's hey, go. All right. Love you, buddy. Hey, you're on Rico Bronya. What's up? All the time? Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good meeting you. Thank you. Did you pick up on that conversation, <laughs> Hoff? Yes, I think we keep it in. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't edit the Rico Bronya. Are you freaking kidding me? If you edited the Rico Bronya, you would have edited out me calling people human pieces of crap, right? Wouldn't you have done that? Piece of craps. <laughs> Piece of craps, yeah. Uh, all right, nice guy, Yankee fan. I'm not sure if you heard that part. Uh, uh, he never mentioned Craig Carton's name, only me and Joe Beningo. 
So, Craig, if you're listening to the Rico Bronya, that Yankee fan doesn't really like you very much. Um, I'm letting this car in because I'm a nice guy and he's waving at me. Plus, I'm starting to realize that if I don't let a car in, I get a call on the air tomorrow saying Evan Roberts is an obnoxious driver, which, by the way, I am. I try to be nice. I do try to let people in, but I can be douchey at times. I do admit that. I'm getting out of the lot. We're coming off a win, so I feel good. All right, let me get back to this Escobar thing. By the way, that guy who stopped me, I have to describe what happened. He stands in front of my car with his arms out, looking straight through, and that's when he screamed my name. So at that point, yeah, I'm going to roll down the window. We're going to have a conversation. But uh, it was very funny how he did that. Anyhow, I couldn't for the life of me understand how Eduardo Escobar barely scored. Because I see the ball drop. I have that second of thinking, well, we won the game. I'm folding up my scorebook. I'm standing up. I never stand up during games. And then I hit my dad's arm and say, this is going to be a play at the plate. And Escobar, who I'm assuming, because obviously I haven't seen the replay, I'm assuming was tagging up at second, which... You really shouldn't be doing with one out. You should be halfway because you risk the fact that you may not score from second base. So it wasn't a close play by any stretch, but it was certainly closer than I think any of us would have imagined because that ball drops. You figure the game is over. Either way, Brandon Immo comes through. Mets win the game. A lot of aspects of this game. Uh, Let me get to Verlander. So six innings, one run, no walks. Eight strikeouts or six strike. I forget how many strikeouts he had. doesn't matter. Six innings, one run. A a dominant effort by Justin Verlander. The problem is, and this is going to be the the taste I have in my mouth, that we're all going to have in our mouth, is that when the Mets gave him the lead, when the Mets went up one to nothing, Justin Verlander did an imitation of his good friend, Max Scherzer. He immediately gave it back. And so, yeah, you can look at this line. And say Verlander was great, and Verlander gave you everything you could have expected. Maybe not enough innings. You know, maybe he didn't go deep enough in the game. But certainly six innings, one runs in 2023 is a hell of a performance. But the, the problem I'm going to have, and again, I'm not saying he sucked. I'm not saying he was bad. He pitched well, obviously. But the bad taste I'm going to have in my mouth is that as soon as the Mets gave him a lead, and it was one nothing, he gave it up immediately. And he gave it up towards the bottom of the order, and he was lucky to get through the sixth inning. I got to be honest with you. I never thought Buck was going to pull him. He wasn't warming up his bullpen until I guess there may have been a couple of guys on base when he finally started to get warm-up action. But think about the outs he got in that inning. Hard hit balls. The Stanton double play was hit hard, which was the ugliest double play you'll ever see. Escobar's falling down. McNeil's making the throw. It was just a weird-looking double play, but they do pull it off. I thought he was very lucky to get through the inning. And that's why, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Lugie texted me this, so I'll give you his opinion that I disagree with. He thought Verlander should have come out for the seventh. And I'm saying to him, bro, I get that he's Justin Verlander and 106 pitches, which I think was the number, is not nearly as much as he threw two starts ago. Remember that start where he threw 118? He was done. This isn't about his resume, or about how many pitches he's thrown. It's the eye test. Justin Verlander was done after six innings. He was done. And like I said, he was very lucky to get through that sixth inning. So I get the Met bullpen blows. We get it. There's nobody that you really trust. 
but I'd actually argue with you that I'm going to trust Jeff Brigham and I'm going to trust Adam Adovino and even Dominic Leone, who came into the game and pitched well later. I'm going to trust those guys over a cooked Verlander who looked done in that sixth inning. So, Hoff, I don't know if you're on Team Loogie here, but to me it was a no-brainer to get Verlander's old ass out this game. I agree. At that point in time, Verlander had to go. But my problem is this. Once he was out of the game, I just was waiting for the ball to drop and saying, okay, well, when are we going to lose the game? And that sucks. Well, and let's think about how they gave up runs and how Jeff Brigham gave up runs. Now, he does walk a guy. He does hit a guy. But you've got crappy defense. I mean, the Met defense between the Jeff McNeil throw, which gave the Yankees the lead. They had no chance to turn that double play. So McNeil was better off eating it. I don't want to get on Vientos because I thought Vientos had a good game defensively, uh, had a scoop of Lindor that bailed him out on a play, had a scoop of Escobar on one play. I thought Vientos played a good first base. So on that McNeil error, a part of me thinks Vientos should have made the play, but he made so many other plays throughout the game. I'll put the blame on McNeil. Then you have the Alvarez terrible throw on the stolen base, and then you've got IKF. And look, the the steal of home, I have to admit, I, I take a – take myself out of a Met fan's body. The steal of home is maybe the single most exciting thing in baseball. When you see, and again, I'm not sure how ESPN is showing this. I'm sure they uh, showed off their umpires cam, which everybody hates. Nobody wants to see it live. I'm sure they did that all night. But I'm staring down and I'm seeing IKF dance off third. And now I'm seeing him sprint towards home. And in that split second of what the hell's going to happen the steal of home, which you never seen. I'm talking about the straight steal of home, not the double steal and you steal home. That's a Fugazi steal of home. I'm talking about the Jackie Robinson, you know, Ty Cobb, straight up, I'm stealing home. But was anybody on the Met bench screaming, hey, Brooks, hey, Brooks, get it home? Because Rayleigh's taken forever. Then he throws up and in. That was just such a mess of an inning where the Yankees offensively didn't do anything. Like, think about that. The Yankees took the lead by doing nothing offensively. Now, they ran the base as well. I'll give them that, especially IKF. And then Anthony Volpe was a complete pain in the ass in inning later, which we'll get to, because that was uh, Major League Baseball sideshow part one. But the way the, the Yankees took that lead, I don't think there's any Met fan alive that thought we were going to erase that deficit. When you get a run on an error on a double play ball, when you get a run on a steal of home after another error, when Alvarez threw that ball in the center field, you're talking about the typical sloppy defense, the typical head-up-your-ass baseball that hands the Yankees the 3-1 to one lead. Now, to the Mets' credit, they come back. Before I get to the comeback, though, because I don't want to forget anything. I have nothing written down. I'm obviously driving, though I am sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic. I'm on, uh, I guess it's Seaver Avenue, whatever it's called. I'm in front of uh, the K Corner. That's where I'm at right now. I've actually got my video up, so Hoffman can see. You can kind of see where I am, right? You have an idea of where I am right now? I see a lot of lights flashing, so I'm not really sure what's going on. (laughs) Looks like you're getting pulled over. I'm basically everybody stayed, everybody's out, and the lots are just packed. Even though I'm not in a lot, the streets are just packed. But, yeah, there's police cars everywhere. I've barely moved, but that's good. It gives me a chance to talk and not be distracted by that whole driving thing. 